0: Hi, this is Rosalinda, the host of Faith Fuel Podcast, the show where we hear voices of people transforming the world for Jesus, pastors, leaders, entrepreneurs, and world changers. So sit down, relax, or keep it driving. It's time to get some wholehearted, wide open, and yes, sometimes side-splitting encouragement and direction for your life. So get ready to get fired up. I got to tell you, I've learned so much from my mother. I learned how to be a faithful mom, how to be a patient mom, how to be a strong mom, how to dress pretty cool. So many people say, you know, I never want to be like my mother. And I say, I would want to be just like my mom. Well, you know, I work with a lot of moms and the other day I had a mom come talk to me and she said, look, I don't know what to do. She said, my kid is driving me absolutely nuts. And she said, he's just been disobedient and he had the nerve to ask me to buy him one more thing. And so she meets with her son and little Johnny. He's like, mom, you know what I want more than anything is a new bike. And she said, a new bike? you got to be out your mind. She said, you have been in the principal's office. You've been disobedient. I've been telling you to pick up the clothes on your floor. Look, this is between you and God. You need to go to your room, spend some time and talk to your heavenly father. So Johnny did just that and he ran right up to his room and he got a piece of paper out began to write his heavenly father a letter. He said, "Dear God, you know how good I am and what I want more than anything is a brand new bike." When well, he read that letter and oh my God, God knows everything. He ripped it up, threw it into the trash can. He pulled out another letter. He said, "God, work with me. Work with me, God. I am surrendering to you, God, but what I want more than anything is a brand new bike." Well, he began to read it back to himself. He didn't like that letter either, and he knew God wasn't going to like it. So he tore it up, rolled it up, threw it in the trash can. He runs out of his room, down the stairs, down the street, and lo and behold was a church, and the doors were wide open. And little Johnny went all the way down to the altar. I could just imagine that mother, hers, she's probably saying, Jesus, he's finally going to come after you. But he gets down on his knees, and what does he see? Right there in front of his eyes, a statue of Mother Mary. And so he looked to the right and looked to the left. He didn't see anybody, so he grabs a statue, throws it in his book bag, runs out of the church, down the street, up the steps to his house, and writes God one more letter. He said, I got your mama. And if you ever want to see her again, you better get me a bike. (laughs) Kids are hilarious, and they will try us. And I love being a mom. There's been so many great phases of being a mom. You know, uh, when they were little and they let you dress them and you get to kneel down beside their bed. And I used to read stories and they would want to see the same video over and over and over again. I remember when they were little and Alana learned how to put the VHS tape. Y'all don't even know what that is anymore. Into the machine and she'd watch the same Barney video every day. And you know what? It didn't bother me one bit as a mom. And you get to lead them to Jesus you get all these great phases as a mom. I remember going to all their sports games, and I said it before, I was that crazy mom. I would run up and down the side of the basketball and yell all the way down. And finally, when she went to the local high school, the coach made all these moms sign a contract that we would stay sitting in our seat. But you know, what's a game without a mom yelling for their kids? And so, you know, I remember their proms. I remember injuries. I remember when only mom could fix it. It hurts. We never go, daddy, it hurts. Mommy, it hurts. And so these are awesome moments that I got to have with my children. You know, speaking about dressing, I remember when they got to the point where they wanted to buy their own clothes, not not with their money, with your money, but they wanted to pick it out. And I would say, don't do it. Don't do it. One day, one day you're going to look back at this picture and you're going to go, mom, Why did you let me wear this? But you know, when they get to be teenagers, they know everything, that's right. But look, each one of those moments was a gift that I treasured. It was absolutely priceless, it still is. You know, the hardest part is when they all grow up and they begin their own life. And then you ask yourself as a woman, what am I gonna do? I spent my whole life invested in my children. And in the world, there's a saying, and the saying that the world says is that you can't have your cake and eat it too. But have you ever thought what that really means? What does that saying really mean? Well, when the world says you can't have your cake and eat it too, what they're trying to say is this, there's two options and that somebody wants, but they can't have both because the options conflict with each other. It's like you want steak, but you got a hot dog budget. You want the blessings of God, but you don't want a tithe. Come on, somebody, right? And so you want the windows of heaven to open up, but you don't want to be consistent as a giver to the Lord. You know, the wonderful news is this, is that when it comes to the promises of God, you can have your cake and eat it too. Look at what the Bible says. It says, when you give to the Lord, the windows of heaven will open up and pour out a blessing you can't contain. Amen? You see, the world says you can have either this or that. But God says you can have this and this and this and this when you serve and honor him. Amen? John 10.10 reminds us, it says that the thief comes to kill, steal, steal, and destroy, but then Jesus has come to give us life, and life more abundantly. When the enemy tries to come against your family, and your children, and you start believing the negativity, and you start believing what's happening right there, you need to declare the word of God, amen, and say, oh, you're not coming up in this house, because my God came to give us life, amen, and life more abundantly. When it comes to God's promises, you must have your cake. And you must eat it too. This is what God wants for our life. God's goodness and blessing and favor is available to each and every one of us. And we're reminded about this right in the word of God. First John reminds us that he doesn't just love us. He lavishes love on us. When I was a little girl, my mom and dad, they would just kiss us and hug us. And you know how it is. Your kids are like, no, mom. I'm like, you better get over here. I'm going to give you kisses, right? Well, God is just like that with us. He wants to lavish his love on you. In James, it says that he gives it generously to all without finding fault. Romans reminds us that he is rich in kindness, tolerance, and patience. Kind of sounds like a mom, right? We have to have all three of those things. And 2 Corinthians says that his grace is exceedingly abundant and he delights in blessing us. And I love what First Timothy 1 Timothy 1.14 says is the grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly along with faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Do you know that God loves you so much he didn't spare anything for you? In fact, he gave his son to die on the cross. It is a father and mother's blessing to bless their children. I'm telling you what, at Christmas, sometimes we'll buy a bunch of gifts, and really, they don't even know what it is, but we're the ones smiling, and we're the ones happy because we find joy in blessing our children. You know, he is such a loving father that it also says his pleasure is to shower us with good things. Many people inaccurately believe that because we serve God, there's no more fun. Because I'm a Christian, I can't have any cake. But see, that's incorrect. That's the way the world thinks about Christianity. My husband had a mortgage company, and so we were always going to the office max down the street. And every week, we'd go in there and make copies. And there was a young man who was studying to be a pilot, but he worked there part-time. Well, every week, we would invite him to church. And one day, Carlos and I, we gave each other a little high-five. We said, we're finally going to get this kid to church. And you know what? We invited him one more time to the house of the Lord. He reached underneath the counter and sat on top of his table a stack of DVDs, Jurassic Park, some of the Avengers. He said, I can't go to church because then I can't have this. You see how the world thinks? Is that if I choose Jesus, I can't have my cake. If I choose Christ, then I can't have any more fun. And we laughed. We said, well, who told you that? And we began to show him the love of God. You know, as mothers, because we love our kids so much and because we love on other people so much, it can be easy to lose sight for the blessing in our own life. I know as a mom, it's so easy to just pour everything you have into your child, but then you have these little moments and you say, Lord, do you remember me? It becomes very difficult. And moments of tiredness or discouragement or disappointment or don't lie, the moment you want to give your kids back. But you know what kids sometimes they're wonderful and then mommy life sometimes can be stressful You know as moms we struggle with thoughts like this. If I stay at home with my children, I will lose my mind That is true. You are going to lose your mind The second thing is if I have kids, I can't have a career and I'll lose my identity That is also true. They will call you johnny's mommy for the rest of your life But don't worry. You can't have a career The third thing we think about is if I get pregnant, I'm going to get fat and I'll never lose my baby weight. And then these people say, don't worry, you'll get your body back. They are lying. I want you to know it's a lie. But you can blame wearing spanks on your kids the rest of your life. Amen. Thank God for spanks. Well, the last thing we think is sometimes is I will lose all my alone time. That is also true. You will go to the bathroom and your child will sit on a seat and stare straight at you for the first few years of your life. So look, there's a lot of commitment as a mom. And when we say yes to others, mom, make sure that we're not always saying no to ourselves. God has a reward for those that are faithful and who endure the good fight and who wait through the process. Sometimes there is a process. James tells us this in James 1 and uh, 112. Blessed is the man that endures temptation. Says, blessed is a man that endures temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to them that love him. God has a promise for you. You may be in a season of endurance. You may be in a season of trials, but there is a reward. Amen. You can have your cake and you can eat it too. It's not about what I'm going to lose when I serve the Lord. It's about what I will gain. You know, when I think of mom life, I think it's like kind of like making a cake. There's four steps that we can learn from. And the first one is prepare. You have to prepare You have to get ready for this, and when you get ready to make a cake, we have to read the instructions. There's a recipe involved in this. There's rules to making a cake, and then we have to gather the ingredients, and then you need special tools. God's Word is a recipe that we need, and when we apply the principles, our heart is aligned with God. You see, God wants us to follow the rules. In fact, he's got a recipe so that we can live a happy life. You see, Psalms 1, 1 through 4 explains it this way. Blessed is a man or woman who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of the sinners, nor sits in the seats of the scoffer, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He's like a tree, planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither and whatever he does prospers. If we'll just follow what God wants us to do, if we'll just follow the recipe of life that God has given us, God says we're going to be blessed. And so there's so many advantages in following. The Word of God is our counsel, it's our instruction, it's our recipe to the best tasting cake ever. Well, here's the deal. The very first thing that we have to do is that we have to follow the steps that God has given us. To make a cake, it comes out wonderful, but sometimes, how many of you know, it can get messy? How many of you know when you are trying to be a mom at home, you try your best, but sometimes it can get messy? How many of you know that sometimes at home it can get bitter? Sometimes you have to wait long. Well, all of these steps are part of what makes a beautiful family. In the Bible, we learn about life from a lot of women. And the very first woman that we learn from is Eve. Eve in the Bible teaches us a whole lot. She's original mom, and we can learn what not to do from Eve. You know what else we learn from Eve? Is that when you do things, it affects generations. If you bring your, house, your child to the house of the Lord, guess who's going to serve the Lord? They will. And we're praying that their children will also serve the Lord. And their children will also serve the Lord. But when we do things that are wrong, we affect generations. Look, Sarah, the mother of Isaac, taught us that good things come to those who wait. And Rebecca, the mother of Jacob and Esau, reminds us that dangerous things happen when you try to manipulate the future. But Sheba, the mother of Solomon, gives us hope that regardless of how your pregnancy happened, God can redeem it. Amen? And Jecaiabed, the mother of Moses, shows us that cleverness of a desperate mom can result in surprising circumstances. Mary, the mother of Jesus, she is a rich portrait of what an amazing mother can be. Lots of excitement with Jesus growing around the house, followed by years and work of moments of pain. But through it all, through the pain, through the sacrifice, she had to let her son go. And because she did, he became the savior of the world. When we make a cake, we've got to turn up the heat. Preheating is a part of our life as Christians. Not just for women, for men. You know what that means? It's wait until the moment. And sometimes we don't like to wait until God's ready to do something in our life. And so here's the thing. For a woman, for a man, for whoever you are today, you want that cake, but sometimes we don't wanna wait. But what is that cake this morning? What is that moment? Maybe it's watching your kids take their first steps. Maybe it's watching them grow up or play a basketball game. Maybe it's seeing them finally get married. Maybe it's watching them get out of the house and pay their own bills. Come on. You know, for you, it also might be, what does it mean for me as a mom now? My kids are gone. I'm ready to go to the mission field. I'm ready to be successful. I'm ready to start a company. I'm ready to do whatever it is. God has a cake moment for you, women, beyond your children. I want to let you know. You have a purpose. Amen. And I want to ask you this How do you handle it in your lives when things get hot? Because it will get hot in your life, it will be uncomfortable, it will be challenging. It's that hurry up and wait season. And the Bible teaches us that not only does living a life pleasing to God require sacrifice, but it will come with reward. What does hot look like to you when it's uncomfortable and you can't get too close and people in your workplace come against you and family come against you? And maybe there's some friction in the home with you and your wife or maybe your children have rejected you. What does hot look like? to you. But if we want to see the recipe come through, if we want to see the final product, that means that we have to stay patient and we have to sacrifice because there will be a reward. Amen? You know, when the heat gets turned up in our life, we can turn to the Bible and learn from women who not only survived, but thrived when things got out of hand. There's a woman in the Bible that we can learn about today. Her name was Jacobabet. This is Moses' mom. You hear all about Moses, but what do we know about the mom? Well, she was brave and faithful, and she was a mom who survived the heat. This is what's happening. In the Bible, Hebrews tells us that the Pharaoh sent out this decree that all of the male kids would be killed. You know, if you grew up in church, you're like me. You see the cute little pictures, and you see the little mom weaving a basket, and she's smiling, and she's putting her baby in the basket and letting it go. But how many of you know that's not what it looked like? Can you imagine growing up in that time and you're hearing the cries of mothers and the cries of children being murdered all over your city? And here is this mom. She's so brave, but her faith is in God. And she decides that she is not going to be afraid of the king's commandment. So she makes this basket and she tries to hold on to her son as long as she can. But she began to put her trust in God. I can only imagine what that may have looked like. It was probably treacherous and emotional. But she hit him for three months, and when she couldn't do it no more, she let him go. Sometimes in life, when it gets hot, you might cry, but if we'll just put our trust in God, we know he'll see us through. But here's the deal, is that sometimes for moms, it's a season to let them go. That doesn't mean that we separate from our heart, from our children, but we have to let God take control of our children's lives. Amen? You know, God wants you to know that he's got this. You are a mom, not a God. See, we have to trust in our Heavenly Father that he's going to work it out. You know, God is so good, and he is such a caring God that he is worthy of our trust and obedience. Can you imagine, you tell your kids your whole life, trust me, trust me, it's okay, mommy knows best. I've got, if you would just listen, I promise you won't get hurt. And here's God going, hey you, and he's looking down at us as adults and he's going, if you would just listen, if you would just follow my recipe, if you would just be patient, I get it, you don't like where you are, I get it, life is tough at home, I get it. God goes, if you'll just follow me, you'll have a cake at the end. There will be a reward. Psalms 25 says, To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul, and I trust in you, O my God. Don't let me be put to shame, nor let enemies triumph over me. If you will just lift your soul up to the Lord, I will guarantee you, he will take care of your trials and your troubles. Because sometimes in the mommyhood, there are trials and troubles. But if we will put our trust in Jesus, we'll be victorious. And just like Jacobed, we can trust in God to take care of us and our family. Look at what happened. She lets go of her son, but then he becomes amazing and leads the people, the Israelites, out of slavery. Do you know that he was the one that the Ten Commandments was given to? Do you know her son led the people through the Red Sea? Her son wrote the first five books of the Bible. You see, Jacobed let him go. And God not only saves Moses, but he used him powerfully if your child today is not serving the lord let him go into the arms of god and know that one day the seeds that you have planted into their lives will not return void amen and god will use them powerfully don't you dare give up on your kids look letting our children go may not be in our plans as moms Mark 10, 16 reminds us that Christ took the children up in his arms and laid his hands on them, and he blessed them. I just see Jesus going like that. He's like, Mom, chill out. I got this. He's I got this. Dads, chill out. I got this. How many of you know it's an amazing thing to serve a God who's got this? My son Gabriel reminded me when he went off to Florida, when he packed his bags out of my house, and this time it wasn't for college, it wasn't for camp, it was to move to Florida, it was really hard. And I sat on that bed and I cried like somebody was killing me. And he is smiling and laughing and he looked at me, and he says, mom, I'm not leaving you, goes, you're sending me. And that was so powerful, so women understand that sometimes we're sending our children, they're growing up and we need to let them live their lives, Amen. You know, I want to give you one advice that I've learned throughout my life. And one thing is, what happens if you take out a cake too early? It flops. And sometimes God's saying, do it this way. And we're saying, but Lord, I know a shortcut. You know, we want to take it out too early. We don't want to wait because it's taking too long. Lord, it's been two years. You gave me a word and why don't I hear it? Why isn't it happening? I'm leaving this church because you ain't doing anything here. I'm going to another church. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm skipping to a new job because this isn't where I want to be. And we end up manipulating the recipe that God has for us. And I want to talk to the women just for a minute. If you believe in Christ, that makes you a Christian mama. And it impacts your mothering practices. And as a Christian, you belong to a God who's never lost a battle. It's going to be okay. He is a winner. Amen. You're on the right team. The Bible says that you have a host. Of heavenly angels on your side. You know what that is? That's, that's a serious gang. You go to a fight and I got angels behind me. You want to mess with me? See, God's got you. Don't try to take on the situation because he's got it for you. As a mom, we have a great influence over generations. And your supernatural nurturing ability will launch your children into a sphere of influence and into their life's purpose. A Christian mom's identity is found in Christ. Your identity is not found in being a mommy, in your job. It's not found in your occupation or your education or your marriage. Our identity is found in Christ Jesus, amen. A woman who doesn't quit will influence her world. You are a Proverbs 31 woman. You are strong. If nobody told you that, I want you to know that today. You are courageous. Today, I want you to know that God is asking us women to stand up like Jecaiabed, like Ruth, like Mary. We have the influence over our children, over our grandchildren. You have a purpose. Even when things don't look like it's working out, I say give it to Jesus he will take the messy things and he'll make it look beautiful. If you'll surrender your heart to Jesus, your disappointments to Jesus, the things that just didn't work out to Jesus, he will make it beautiful. But he is calling women to stand up and to be strong, to be voices. Amen? Maybe today you're one of those people that didn't have a mom. And you say, you know what? When I think of mom, it's just really not good thoughts. Well, let me tell you something. God has a lot of spiritual moms that would love to influence your life. I praise God for my mother, but I praise God for spiritual mothers that spoke into my life. I want you to know, women and men, that God loves you. Sons, you're loved. Daughters, you are loved. Invite Rosalinda to speak at your meeting or group. Go to rosalinda.live for more details. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get more at rosalinda.live. If you experience it, we'll examine it. If God's word says it, we'll stand on it. And when you're feeling faint, we are here with your faith fuel. I'm Rosalinda Rivera. We'll chat again soon. This podcast was brought to you by New Life for Adults and Youth, celebrating 50 years of restoring broken lives. If you or a family member has been struggling with addiction, New Life for Adults and Youth is the answer. Visit them at newlife.center.